feel this way, bro. Okay, I really feel like if you didn't pull women, not even pull women, if women didn't like you at when they were girls, like if when you were 16 to like 18, maybe 16 to 22, if women didn't like you, you are forever corny with women, bro. It's a part of your developmental years that you can't, you can't take it back, right? You can't supplement it with anything else. Either you have it or you don't. And you can tell if somebody has it within like two seconds of watching them interact with a woman. Facts. They don't even have to interact with her, just be around her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they always yeah. get stiff. Fam, fam, fam. No, no, it's not even that. It's the I'm about to do something. My eyes are rolling behind my eyes because I'm dreaming about the shit that I'm about to do to this chick, right? That I will <laughs> never talk to. It is insanity, bro. They're stuck in fucking in a daydream, in a in a in a in a, in a phase, bro. I'm so I'm triggered. I'm triggered. They tune their head. That's what it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I have they a friend. Like, oh, if I say this, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. It's like, nigga, say something. You haven't no, said anything. The they've that gone through the whole dialogue tree in their head, bro. They've already gone through it. Like, I have no, a friend bro. who was ugly in high school, yes. right? But ugly. He's a man now. He's an attractive dude. Pause. He's a good-looking dude. Girls like him. Yeah. And then he opens his mouth and ruins it every time. Every time. Because <laughs> he's just corny, bro. Side, side. There's another. There's another like facet to this. You know those dudes, or an extension to this. There's another. There's those dudes that that make that look at you, right? Like they're about to do something, and then go out of their way to prove themselves to that guy they just made that co- uh, interaction with, right? Like That's I good. will talk to her, and then they say the dumbest shit ever. They say oh the dumbest God. shit ever, and they know they're gonna get rejected, but they're just they're just doing it. <laughs> They're just doing it. Yeah, you're going through emotions, bro. At that point, they're doing it more for the girls. They're doing it for the girls. Okay, yeah. Now that's that's kind of what I never really understand. Like, I've definitely been the guy who's been like kind of stiff around the ladies because I'm not entirely sure what to say. Like, I had women like me when I was around like 16 to 18, like Simon was talking about, but uh, I never really knew how to play it at that point. I would just keep talking, and I'd either talk my way out of it or talk my way into something. But what I've never done is set out to impress another motherfucking guy in the room yeah. when I'm in there with like some pretty women. That doesn't make any sense. I have a theory, bro. It's fight or flight with these niggas, bro. It's from a traumatic response <laughs> yeah. from their, when they were kids. Because if they don't do something, bro, they're gonna they think they're gonna get clowned in their identities in shambles, bro. After that, okay, in fucking shambles. Oh, oh man, that's important about coming up, right? It's why this this developmental period of like really it's like thirteen to like you should have it by twenty. Thirteen to twenty is the range, the optimal range. Twenty two at the latest. Yeah, you should be comfortable with hearing no. It's not that right. bad. It's really no. not that bad. Either she it's says yes or she says no. Like if if you have play with a girl, right, and you're talking to her, and then you talk your way out of it, quote unquote, that just means you and that girl weren't compatible. And if you talk your way into it, quote unquote, that just means that she liked you and she ended up liking your personality. That's all it is. Yeah, because uh, let me let me give you all a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of a you know, a bit of breaking news. Uh, she's deciding within like the first sort of 35 seconds of the interaction, maybe like by the first joke or whatever that you tell that's probably trash. Like she's deciding right then if she likes you and if she's kind of going to vibe with you. Like there's not much that you're doing that's going to change her mind, really. Like you nope. just got to be you at that point. 
and then let her sort the shit out. And the let me even one up that. Right? Let me even one up that. There's even a level where they like you so much without you even t- saying anything. If you fuck up, if you say something wrong, they'll forgive it immediately. That's how much sales. Bro. Yeah, sure. So I'm in sales. So the the ratio is twenty percent are gonna love you no matter what the fuck you do. Twenty yep. percent are gonna mm-hmm. hate you no matter what the fuck you do. And then that sixty part, that sixty percent in the middle, that's where you have your fun. Because might say something good that'll set the whole mood right. Might say something bad that might fuck it up. But you can still have fun in that sixty percent. So never throw that shit out. But too many people are looking for that twenty percent where everything you say is perfect no matter what, and they're just running themselves crazy. I don't understand it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that people think yeah. they, especially men, they think they can talk their way. They can talk a girl into liking them or like do things that like make a girl go from, oh, I wasn't really looking at him to like, I like him because I don't know why. But it's a lesson you have to learn at a young age. Like, no, it's not that bad. And you shoot and either you make it or you miss it. And the dudes who are missing that lesson, they never learn it. They never learn it after a certain age. I swear to God, they don't. It's like, it's like that a uh, conversation me and uh, Micron, one of our Discord mates, uh, had, uh, where it was like he's like only shoot when you know the shots going in. I'm like nigga, no, you're supposed to shoot all the time because you don't know what shots going. Yeah. In. It could be a wide open layup and you still blow it, or it could be a three a, a full court hail mary shit goes in. You never know, so keep shooting. Yeah, you know it's funny. You know what shot me that. Hold up. I just want them to shoot for themselves. Don't shoot for me, bro. That too. Don't shoot and look at me. <laughs> like I know, I know it's cool. You see, you see Steph Curry <laughs> shoot the rock and then he turned to the sideline. He's turning to the opposing team sideline, first and foremost. But second Back. of all, y'all, you not Steph Curry, bro. Don't look at the sideline. Look wow. at the fucking rim, bro. Look at the rim. Oh my God. This don't have no, shit to do I, with had, I had to learn that lesson on fucking Tinder, <laughs> not on like like in real yeah. life. I, I just had to learn like, yo, just swipe on like as long as they're not like just completely unattractive to you. I'm not even gonna say ugly because ugly ugly is subjective. If as long as mm. they're not like unattractive to you, swipe on everything. Because yeah, like, you, you never know who's gonna respond, right? Right. Shooters, shoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As it should be. Or just take my route and yell in the gym, bro. Yell, yell. Oh man! Yelling across you. Hey, yo, man. Yo, you walking on the treadmill, bro? A cool two. You feel me? Yell, bro. Okay, that asserts dominance. (laughs) I can't. You dropping weights? Oh, I'm I'm not even picking up weights, bro. I'm just waving my hands around. Nah, <laughs> I don't lift. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm just lifting the fucking bar, right? Because I don't lift. So me being in the yellow, while lifting the bar. You know, you know those old dudes that don't know what the fuck is going on in the gym, like dudes that are fucking the machines. Nah, I'm gonna look crazy oh, squatting man. like a hundred pounds flat and shit, like yelling. Yo, you have know, you been know, doing gym with jeans on, bro? This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Damn, has got the Denver Nuggets jeans on in the gym. Yeah, jeans, believe it, bro. Yeah, it's it's right, right, cardio, man. Man. Yeah. This is disgusting, bro. Man, but look, but look, talking about shooting. Like we've been talking about before, 
these live action anime, they are shooting. They keep shooting. Hold them. On, it doesn't on, matter on, how on, much they fail. Let's they keep introduce shooting. Ourselves. Oh, should we introduce yeah. ourselves? <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, I love that movie. We were already. you know the podcast, you know what I mean? Now we gotta make our sound exactly. effects, bro. We gotta make our sound I'm effects. Bad. I was ready to get right into it. But yeah, what's good, y'all? Let's We're coming soon. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. What's good, y'all? Let's side for the OC podcast. I'm here with the mm-hmm. homies. We're a little extra juice today. Uh, I'm here with Ellie. Yep. I got Roby in the building. Yo. I got Hash. Hey. My name is fucking Hash, oh. bro. No, I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was a little bit too loud. I was waiting for the woo-woo. I was waiting for the woo-woo. Yeah, I was about to say, look, because I need to get man. it. I'm just, I'm good. Look, look, I'm hyped That's today, what? bro. What the hell I'm is hyped. this, bro? Hey, I'm hyped too. Hey, I'm turning up the hype. Anyway, you sound like Asta right now, son. You know what I'm saying? God bless you. Let's go. And we got Hungry in the building. What's good, Hungry? Yeah, who hungry? Damn. And, you know, the last podcast released on the day that the Cowboy Bebop live action dropped. And I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. I've been watching it. I'm on episode eight. I haven't started it yet, but I'm on episode eight. And as far huh. as live action adaptation Wait, you haven't go, started it yet? You haven't started episode eight? eight? I haven't started episode eight. Okay. It's like oh, I finished. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sure you had to yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm an episode and a half in. Uh, keep going, keep because I, right. I think cool. I'm gonna agree. Oh god. And look, as far as live actions go, this is the best one I've seen by a lot. It Amen. Managed, to me, it managed to capture a little bit of the spirit of Cowboy Bebop. And I think it takes away some of the things that don't really flow well from animation over it. And it, it definitely has its failures. It's not perfect. It's not amazing, mm-hmm. but I had w- I have way more hope for live actions now than I did two days ago. Listen, uh, who else has watched it so far? I, I've, I've watched, watched it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an episode and a half in. I, yeah, I'm, I got six in. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, that way mm-hmm. Roby's an episode and a half in. Hash, how far are you in? I think I'm an episode seven. Hmm. Okay, cool. So a couple of us are a little bit entrenched into it. Roby's a little bit early. So mm-hmm. since Roby, since you're early, I want to hear your initial thoughts because you'll have the most, you know, initial thoughts. Yeah. Dude, like, this shit is so much better than I expected it to be. Like, I'm very <laughs> pleasantly surprised, man. Like, aside from maybe some of the action sequences where it's like, like, come on, it's, it's like them asking John Cho to, like, do fight choreography. So mm-hmm. putting that aside, like the, and even that, that's fine. Like on his face, like for what they're asking him to do, who they're asking to do it, right? And what we're expecting to see, considering like the fighting is like only so, or the action is only but so much of the show, and what made the original show great. All the other shit, I feel like they're hitting like the right notes. I feel like they're hitting all the right notes between like Spike's dialogue with Jet, uh, their both of their dialogue with like Faye. I think it's really good so far. I think that. I, so I, I felt like <laughs> a lot of the effects that they were going for, like the ships and things like that, it doesn't look as shitty as I th- Yo, they actually put budget into how the fucking ship looked, and I love that. Mm, yep. So I I, I've enjoyed that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Like the actual script itself, like the dialogue has not been bad. It's been good. It's been pretty in line with what the original show was, and I like that. I, Dude, I just really like it a lot. I, I was I was a little shaky on uh, the Mustafa dude getting casted as Jet, but the more I hear his voice, 
the more I see him like, you know, say these lines, I'm like, you know, you know, he actually sounds a little bit like the original Jet. He's he's going through the lines properly. He is like really fitting the character and making it zone. It, it's like it's working on me. I still got to come around like on Faye, uh, Faye's actor or actress. But yeah, I, I think that she's doing a good job so far. And I feel like as we get more because like in the series, obviously, like the more you go into the season, they get more and more into like Faye's background and like her personal life. And I think once we get to some of those episodes, then we'll really get to see like if she's making it work as that character or not. But so far, she's not getting in the way. Um, dude, I, I just I really like the show so far. And I did like we talked about it before. I did not expect to. I thought this was going to be ass and it's not. And so I'm really hopeful for like some of the other ones that we've got coming down the pipe. I like this shit. I enjoyed it a lot. I can't wait to finish the season. Can I, can I say something that's a little bit? It might turn some people off, but uh, mm -hmm. Faye Valentine in the anime was a lot more sexual. Yes, mm. I enjoy this goofier Faye Valentine more. Yeah, they're playing more to her actual character See? than just like a sexual. Yeah, it I makes sense. That. It's cool. It it's, it's, it's more fun. Yes, yes, it's, it's more fun. More much more relatable it's uh it's much I, I feel like it's more authentic uh she doesn't you know how some actresses they they put on the whole like okay not the actress or the the character they're trying to portray might be a sexual character but the actress might not be yeah, uh, yeah. did you guys remember her comments about how fans did not like her casting the actress herself she mm -hmm. was very, yeah. she was like, yo, I'm not a sex object, right? Definitely. And, right, and then, like, for her to play a sex object, right, quote, unquote, half the sex object, I'll say that, half the sex object on the show would have been a little bit weird after those comments were made. And I'm happy that she's just staying true to herself in some ways when it comes to this character and how mm -hmm. she interpreted this character. Because I think, like, dudes specifically, like, lose and I don't know, uh, traits when it comes to female characters because they just see boobs and ass. Yeah. Like some of you horny motherfuckers need to shut up and just like enjoy a character for a good character. Faye Valentine yeah. is a great hey, character. Man. Like outside yeah. of what she looks like. And so I'm glad that they're playing, they're leaning more into that than like just her being eye candy for the show. Like I enjoyed the way she's portrayed so far. And there's a, later in the season, again, I won't go into any like super spoiler territory or anything. There's a point in the season, there's an episode that kind of focuses on her sexuality, but it mm -hmm. doesn't do it in a way that objectifies her. It does it in a way that, again, reinforces her story and her character, right? Because, mm -hmm. okay, the one spoilery thing I'll get into, obviously, if you've watched two episodes of Cowboy Bebop, you know that Faye doesn't have her memories, right? right. Uh, yeah. She's basically been woken from cryosleep. She has amnesia. She doesn't know who she was. For she believes she's like 26. She doesn't know who she was for the first 24 years of her life. So hmm. there are experiences that she may or may not have had in those first 24 years of life that she never gets to have, right? And so without going into too much spoiler territory, you can see how that would, uh, you know, have an impact on her sexuality and her understanding of her own sexuality. And I think it's mm -hmm. just explored in a really clever way in this as opposed to even uh, how the anime may portray it. I like the difference, basically. Hi. When can we spoil it? When can we discuss each episode? 
Like, how long we should go. we wait? Two Next weeks? Week. Over Next week. week. Next week. Yeah, I'll do nothing. By next week, if you haven't seen that. it, then it's kind of yeah. on you. This is a good yeah. watch and a fast watch. Like, there's no reason for us to wait like two weeks for it just to expose some shit yeah. or just talk about right. it. Exactly. Because I want to discuss that part that Sai is mentioning right now. Mm. Where we could. I think we uh, we might not even be talking about the same time, uh, the same same moment. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Basically, okay. one episode. Uh, the only reason we can't talk about it right now is because I don't want to spoil Roby. Keep in mind, I'm an episode and a half in. Like, I'm I'm gonna oh, get my. to it. Like by Wednesday, I'm gonna be done. But okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do a little quick, like thirty minute, like episode by episode recap, wrap up type of thing. Oh, uh, that'd be fire! Love that. Let okay, us know okay, in the comments okay. if you want to see it. But Ellie, I, how do you feel about it, bro? You're seven dude, episodes in. I'm, I'm gonna be really honest with you, man. This it's been like, you know, we've had these episodes where we've been shitting on live actions and scared of what <laughs> Netflix can do to things, uh, due to past experiences. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think this year they've kind of got in their bag. With everything that we've seen between what Squid Game is, Arcane, uh, the new season of Narcos the, Mexico, all, that that too, all the um, Korean stuff that they're adding in, which would be a nice little topic we could probably add uh, some other mm. time. And then we have here Cowboy Bebop, the live action, something that everybody was dreading and was scared to see that it might get messed up or whatever. It turned out to be something amazing, and I've been enjoying it. Like, I, it's to the point that I'm trying to rec- recommend it to my mom, just to force her to watch something that is based on an anime, just to make her feel weird. <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get people on like, nah, man, that is that, that series is fire, man. You know what? It's based on an anime. Like what? Like those little cartoons that you oh. watch? I'm trying to get people like on that wave, you know? That's it's song. amazing, man. It's amazing. And three seven episodes, I try to watch the rest last night, but I was too freaking tired. But I'm probably gonna keep on tonight. Um, I'm enjoying it, man. It's great. They they did one hell of a job. Got to yeah. give it to them. Mm-hmm. Yo, how do y'all feel about the more R-rated elements? You know, there's a lot more blood. There's a lot more cursing. Um, I'm fine. It goes, yeah. with, it goes with the territory. I was surprised. It fits I was the story. Surprised. It does like, yeah, I didn't it, it gives it a little campiness. Like, it gives the campiness of some of like the dialogue and like just Cowboy Bebop is a little bit campy. Mm-hmm. When you offset it with some grit, it does uh, really good for me. And yeah, like it gives said, it that edge that like the anime bad. needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are a few things. And the anime gets that edge by like animation and how long it'll sit on like a still image. Like there are things that the anime does like super well that makes it obviously. Yeah, they, they do it more through like here. like portrayal of images and like through dialogue, like towards, you know, the and like with really cryptic speech and stuff like that. But no, nah, they're just doing it really overtly and like visually in mm-hmm. the live action show. And it works. Going. Yeah. It super works. And I think that the, I like the way that they went with the fight scenes because it plays into that like campiness that like, again, it, I was shitting on it when it came out. The trailers came out and I was like, yo, this looks like a Kung Fu movie or like a black exploitation. But <laughs> in the context of the show, it kind of makes sense that like, yes. The yes. fights are a little bit cartoony, right? It's an anime show. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I like it. I like it. I love it. Yeah, it's like when you hear a song as a single and you're like, okay, I don't really know what this is supposed to be. And then you hear it within the context mm-hmm. of the full album and you're like, because I did this recently with the Silk Sonic album. I'm like, you know what? I understand why Skate is here now, right? So like mm-hmm. something like that. Like when you just watch the trailer on its own, the fight scenes look really, you know, kind of 
clunky. It looks stupid, man. It looks stupid. And cartoonish. And then you see it within the context of the show. It's like, oh, okay, you probably need some of that to offset like some of the shit they're doing outside of that. Right. So it's yeah. cool. I like it. Man, I wanted to shit on this show so bad. <laughs> you can't. Oh, well, I was you so can. ready. I was you so can, ready. But, <laughs> I love you know, we know. could, but we'd be being disingenuous play. if we did. Have you guys heard the complaints that other fans have had over the series? Shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I swear. That that it doesn't follow exactly the same timeline that the anime followed. Mm-hmm. Well, and they also it. take some liberties with like the plot. Like so an episode and a half in, even already they've made like some changes to the plot. Uh, with like, can can I can I spoil? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, you can talk about that. Okay, yeah. So like with uh, with Visions and Juliet, like being married, right? Yeah. Instead of like in the anime where that's not the case at all. Like they don't seem to have any relationship other than just like knowing each other and working for the syndicate. So that's one of the liberties that they already took with the plot that I feel like I can see going a long way towards like the end of this series really mattering, or even like the end of the season really mattering and i like the fact that they did that because i feel like it will make it a better experience rather than like being so devout to sticking to uh the script of the original anime like no that that's not like you're not redoing this to stick to the script of the original anime i feel like that was part of the problem what they did with the death note movie which was so <laughs> terrible uh like no take your liberties take your risks and try and make it an even better product than it already is if you can wow. and i feel like they're doing a good job of that. I, I don't yeah, want to spoil think... it oh my bad Oh, sorry. No, all I was going to say is I don't want to spoil it, but they explore things. No, No, they just explore things that weren't explored as much in the anime. Yeah, they modernized the show. Like, there are some elements of the show now that weren't even, like, even close to being the topic of conversation in, what, 98 when this came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they really went through point by point um, in terms of the plot beats of the anime. And it, it seems like they said to themselves, hey, what can we adapt to live action and what maybe won't transfer as well over? And we're going to try to do the parts that do, right? So one of the other complaints that people are having is about Ed and how she's been uh, implemented into the show because for a lot of reasons, you've seen the scene on Twitter if you keep up with any anime Twitter at all. Mm-hmm. I we first of all, first and foremost, Ed is not introduced until at least episode eight. Damn, um, I haven't met Ed mm-hmm. yet, so yeah, that's she, she is teased. Yeah, she's teased. She's four? teased a couple times in like the after episode five. She's teased, but she doesn't show up until at least episode eight. Um, and mm-hmm. second of all, I think that lends itself to the point that they thought that they couldn't necessarily uh implement ed correctly and so they kind of weren't as confident in that so it's not as prominent of a thing and i'm not super mad at that i understand like the the presentation is not up to par but honestly everything else so far has been so good that i'm willing to give it a little bit of a pass even if it's going to end up being annoying i'm not that mad at it ed is annoying go ahead no well i was gonna say like with Ed being like a difficult character to nail, like in and of herself, right? I feel like there were some other things that they also did really well as far as like caring for it, like bringing it, like even I think it was like in episode one where they were in, uh, like instead of Ed just having like this little rundown shop, she had like an entire uh, 
was it a bar? I guess you could call it maybe. Uh, yeah. That she was running like where they were like, yeah, 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 a club. That that's a much better name for it. Yeah, uh, like a club she was running where there were like I, I think there was was was, was dude a drag queen who was working in the front door and was like seating the guests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's drag? something that you pull from like the original anime. I, I feel like he was. I, I'd like to be corrected if I'm wrong. It was, it was like light drag. It was light drag. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, full yeah. drag queen action, but it was like no, drag. no. So she yeah, looked fine. Yeah, she, no. I, I, I didn't know like, what was going on. Though. Wait a minute. Like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, dope. bro. Look, he looked good. Yeah, he looked nah, good. He, nah, he looked dope. No that was great. Yeah, but but like here's the thing. Like that's one of the elements. That's why like as like as much as I'm talking about them adapting elements of the show to modern day, that was one of the things uh, that was prevalent. Like them addressing like uh, drag queens and gay men and male prostitutes and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. original show back in 98. Like, it was a really progressive mm-hmm. show for the time that it was made. And they brought a lot of those elements over and redid it and made them more or less so, like, taboo than just, like, things that are pretty much out in the open uh, right. in this newer series that I really mm-hmm. like. That's why, like, so from what you guys are telling me with Ed, I, I feel like there's, if, if there's going to be more show, if there's going to be another season, I feel like there's room to, like, kind of rope Ed into that and, like, get more into her character. So maybe that's why they kind of held it back towards the end of this the season. I, I guess I don't know, but I feel like there's room for them to work with her here. I'm dying to get to the last episode to see if we're actually getting something else because like there's still this type of trauma with Netflix. Like, oh my god, it's probably gonna get canceled. Oh, <laughs> They're probably yeah. not gonna renew it. You know, I live with that dread in my system. That's why. And then here we come with favorite... another season of like. Uh, uh, what's that fucking show? Oh my blog. Uh, seven, seven deadly sins or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, that, hey, that's we're not shitting on Big Mouth, brother. Mm. <laughs> no, I like Big Mouth, but damn, it's like eight seasons, bro. And I, I want a second a, season or another season of coming. the Defenders. Man, I want to see Marco Polo, man. Yeah, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Go for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved. I love how it's being implemented so far. I reserve the right to hate on uh, the last two episodes if they're trash, but I've been reserving the right to hate the next episode every episode, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But Ellie, you're the only person in here who's caught up with One Piece. Uh, Mm -hmm. One Piece aired its 1,000th anime episode, what was that, yesterday? Two days ago? Right, right. Yeah, so by the time this comes out, it won't be yesterday, two days ago. But anyway, by the time we're recording, it was yesterday, (laughs) two days ago. And the internet is going crazy over it. So was it? Did it live up to the hype? Did you watch it? It was. It was pretty beautiful. I'm gonna be really honest with you. Like oh, just man. the opening alone was basically the first opening. Whenever they did the mm. first. Uh, oh my god! First arc of One Piece, and so I really beautiful. enjoyed it. Like it was. Wait a minute! Like it caught me off guard and everything. Like oh wow, they really brought that back, huh? And um, throughout the story, like you know, it was just. Basically, just going through the story until like the last uh, few minutes, they did like a short, real recap of everything that's happened, like between a thousand episodes of each character. So like, they show like their key moments, and it was it was great. Like it was, it just Aww. looked very, very fun and just very dope, man. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about like, damn, I wonder how Oda feels right now, and seeing <laughs> the reception of everybody with this like one, like one thousand, like well, thousand. I can't, I can't even say the the, the correct term for it. But this like number one thousand episode and seeing how everybody just feels and is like reacting to it and like ugh, it was dope and just the ending was perfect because it was kind of cute it was very subtle it was like thank you and 
I don't know. I think it was thanks. I think it was thanks and uh show like the big thing when uh whenever it was like the next episode and then to be continued. That shit was dope. Like it just I don't know, man. I I, I was I was like filled with emotions just thinking about like how everybody, especially people that have been through the journey since the beginning. Bro, bro, it's... we got like, we deep in here. Like I'm I'm on episode like nine. Uh so I I'm I'm one of the people that lets episodes of One Piece build up, right? Right. Uh, I think that once we got to sort of the beginning of the Wano art, I stopped like around the beginning of the quarantine uh, and the mm. pandemic. I stopped right. and I said, you know what? I'm going to let about 100 episodes build up because that's how I like the One Piece. Uh, right. how I like to watch One Piece generally. Yep. And so I stopped. I I, I, I I sort of fully picked it back up for a bit, but I think mm-hmm. I'm still about 60 or 70 episodes behind. I'm like in the nine twenties or 30s maybe. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm really excited to get to that thousand episode now. I'm really excited to see what character I like picked out. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm, okay, so just one sort of sort of thing. Tell me, on Sanji's highlight reel, right? They have uh, putting kissing him and then like taking the memory out. Like, what do you mean? Like, bring it back. So the end of the, I, I believe it was the, uh, the whole Cake Island arc, right? Right. Uh, when as like the tribes were getting ready to like to split up and leave, or no, as they were getting ready to go uh, to Wano and like meet the rest of the tribes, right? Oh, uh, you mean the Sanji and Pudding thing? Yeah, when she kissed him, and then she used uh, her power to like remove uh, that memory from it, from his head. Uh, just in case, spoiler to anybody that hasn't gotten to that part of Whole Cake Island One Piece. Um, yes, he doesn't remember anything. He does not. No, not at all. Nothing. So, Nothing so I, I was gonna say because I'm like they probably they probably didn't bring that in as like one of his. Oh no! His no, 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 no! God damn it! That's oh, one of no, my favorite no, 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 moments. No, no, but yeah, yeah, no, no, I, no, I no. imagine that whole arc was amazing. That whole arc was amazing. I loved it. So I much. loved it. Yeah. yeah. But um, bro, goddamn! Now yeah. I want to catch up really bad now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of mad and frustrated that they didn't um like you know we've seen Zero Zero get like almost a full 30 minutes per episode with no skips mm-hmm. or anything at all. I would have kind of liked they. I I don't know what time slot the One Piece is in Japan, but it would have been nice if they like or if he wanted to have that like you know try to do like a maybe like a 30 minute full episode or 45 or something he's like do something different like at least for one episode you know like given like how loved one piece is all around, mm-hmm. all around the world to be honest yes. it would have been very nice it would have been very nice to have that like just different thing going on but i still loved it i still enjoy it it's one piece you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then uh the next bit of one piece news before we get into the broader conversation i want to have on this episode is the Shanks movie, bro? Oh yeah, Shanks movie is coming out. I think it's coming yeah. out at the beginning of next year. I think it's coming out pretty soon. Oh no, Wait, I think huh? it's August, August, August twenty. Oh, uh, August. Yeah, I don't know what uh, date, like what day of the month it is exactly, but it's in August of next year. We're we're getting a Shanks movie. Yeah, One yeah. Piece Red. Oh my! I don't know if it's gonna be like things that he's done like before to get to where he's gonna get now. I feel like it's gotta be right, like kind of catching up, catching us up to current from like the time we saw him leave uh, yeah. Luffy's home island to like where he is right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm Probably. really hoping it's that. Well, yes. I, I, I imagine we'll get a trailer maybe in the next few months. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm I'm really just curious about just thinking about it. I, and hopefully it's canon, so we don't feel so because you know how people are when it comes to like anime movies. If it's not canon, nobody's gonna watch it. You know, but, but, no, not yeah. like that, but. 
you know, I go. Because, like, I just went to go see the My Hero movie uh, just yeah. a couple of days ago. So, like, I'll go see it. It was not canon. I've, I've heard that it was great. And listen, it, it was pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah. It was pretty fucking good. Yeah. That's so At least me personally, I would not really go watch a movie that is not even like, doesn't affect anything in the story. Because it just makes me just, I don't know, like, like, damn, man. I enjoyed it, but, like, it's just, you know, all these cool things happened. All these cool things happen, but I just can't. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't affect matter. the story at all. It's like yeah. the uh, Hunter Hunter movie, like fam, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it doesn't do nothing. Yeah, or like the Full Metal Alchemist movies. For me, there it's not go. if it's canon or not. It's just right. like it's not canon. It has to be way better than if it's canon. Yeah, yeah. like I've got to hear a bunch of really good reviews on it if it's not canon for me yeah. to like. Okay, you know, what? I'm just gonna go see it. Now, me, I'm a sucker. I'm gonna go and spend my money. Just about every time, if especially if it's in theaters and I mm-hmm. go see it in IMAX, I'm gonna spend my money regardless. So, yeah, they got me. And then board. the the broader thing that I want to talk about is because basically we're kind of talking about being anime fans and like what we want out of our specific anime, whether that be movies or live ad- action adaptations. But I want to bring it kind of full circle and talk about like the types of anime fans that there are. So like. I'm a mix of two types of anime fans. Type one for me is I love something that like I have a certain genre of anime that I really like and a lot of anime in the genre I enjoy. And for me, right. that's like, uh, uh, well, one of those is romance anime, right? Like a, a cheesy mm-hmm. romance story. You could tell me the same story a bunch of times with different characters and I will eat that shit up when it comes to romance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the other type of fan I am is I want to be stimulated and I want to have unique experiences with manga and anime to where I want to hear a story that I've never kind of been through before. Right. So like Chainsaw Man was one for me when I read Chainsaw Man not too long ago. I was like, dang, I've never read anything like this for real. Um, and Free Ren that a lot of us are reading right now, that's another yeah. one where it's like, I've never read anything like this before. Um, so I just wonder like what anime studios are catering to which style of person. Not even specifically, I, but like just in terms of trends, I guess. I, I don't think it really comes down to the anime studio. It just really comes down yeah. to like how do I say it? I imagine it's kind of works like publishing companies and stuff. Yeah, it comes so down like, to the source material. Yeah. True. So it really comes down to like, oh wait, you know what? These guys want to pick it up, but okay, fine, let's go ahead and they're just gonna go ahead and do it. But I don't really think it's um it just comes down like like each studio has their specific type of thing, you know. Well, uh, you know what? No, nah, Mappa actually I think map uh, what which which uh which romance uh anime did they do? Uh Mappa. Was Mappa. it uh no, I wasn't Hori Me yet, it was something else. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I think uh, I, did I, they do the newest season of Kaguya Sama? Was it that? Season oh, three hasn't came out yet. It's only season one uh, and season two. Banana Fish. Oh, three's out yet. Oh, Banana Fish. Okay, yeah. Well, it has some action in it, but it, that was also a different art style than what we're used to seeing from Mappa. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I think it just comes down to like, oh, like you know what, we're gonna pick this up, we're gonna go ahead and work on this, and that's it. Oh, yeah, you know there what? are some uh, studios that are like more daring in the projects they take on. Mm-hmm. They did Yuri on Ice. That's what they did. Ah, there, nice. it okay. there it is. Who, who was the studio that first took on Food Wars before JC Staff took it over? Mm. I'm not Ooh. sure. That's what I'd like to know because I'd put them probably in the ranks of like studios who take on because like. Food Wars, I, I don't remember exactly how popular like of a manga it was, but the show 
boomed like in the first season or two in mm-hmm. a way that yeah, I'm not yeah. sure the studio expected. Uh, I don't uh, know. But, uh, I know because I also read the manga of Food Wars, and from what I've seen, it was pretty popular. So, okay, yeah. So, I, like, I'm I'm perfectly willing to be wrong on that because I was late on Food Wars. I I loved uh-huh. it, especially like the earlier seasons, like the first three seasons. Perfect. Oh, so first four seasons are perfect. The fifth season yeah. is all fan service. I wouldn't call it fan service. The fifth season is all over the place. It, the, yeah. the fifth season ended at a point that I liked, but boy, that wine and prickly path they took to get there. Yeah, it was it was for the shipping culture, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I ship this character and this character. So then they showed you every they showed you a bunch of those like ships that all these people had thought up in their heads and written countless fan fictions about. But that's the thing about a good like show with good ships like that. Not to get in my girly bag, but you never want to actually see them together. Like the will they won't they only works until they get together. It only works or won't they. I gotta because the disagree. Head cannon, bro. I gotta disagree because I shipped Naruto and Hinata for a very long time. It worked out. Like as, as many complaints as like a lot of us have about the show Boruto, it worked out. But I shipped is- like Soma mm-hmm. and Erina for a long time. I think uh-huh. the way they executed it was horribly. But like so I think that worked those, out. Go out hungry. Both those uh, points, uh, I can say that. It didn't. It, it was good until they got together. Because <laughs> yeah, Naruto after they get together, Hinata, I stopped they were all like the first first Naruto. They were never together. Naruto Shippuden. They weren't together until the end. And then we all know Boruto's trash. Well, yeah, no, well, I'm talking exclusively <laughs> of Boruto, like the fact that they're their relationship together, and they're like trying to create something interesting plot wise is just mostly running through Sasuke and Naruto, which kind of sucks. Like. Like in the actual show, like Naruto and Naruto shipping it, no, they executed that terribly because they never had them together yeah. ever at any point at all. Thanks. So no, on no that I point, like you're one thousand percent right. No, bro, I like that. So the thing no, about it, the one they won't say only works if like they're in scenes together and you're kind of waffling on. Well, yeah, yeah, they yeah, are, yeah, are they not? Like they were never on that's the screen true. together. This is true, but like when Naruto fights Pain and Hinata comes and gets her ass bust in his name and she like declares yeah. her love for him. That's one of the more powerful moments in the series. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, when you get to the point where they get together, it's got to be That's towards when, the end, right? Yeah, I don't want to see another season after that, bro. And I don't want to see them, like, break up after either. It's just... It's why every romance anime, they never get together until the last, like, episode or two. Because mm-hmm. if they're together the whole time, there's not much to go through, you know? I'm not gonna, you the right I, I enjoy the happy ever after, hard. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, writing relationships is very difficult. I, I feel like it could be done, though. Like, I feel like... I'm not gonna lie. As bad as they bought season five, I would like a a food... another Food Wars movie. Like, Ooh. of them after they've gotten together. I, I would just like someone else to work on, you know, <laughs> script for. But yeah. I would like to see it. Like, like okay, a, a few I can years name in the show. future? Yeah, yeah. I can name a show that basically did this well. I forget. Damn it, I forget what the show was called. But it was just a season. <laughs> like, I know, I know. But I'm gonna explain it. And while I'm explaining it, wait, wait, wait. While I'm explaining it, I'm gonna go through my notes and I'm gonna find the name. Right? It was when we were talking about length of uh, length of anime shit. 
And basically, mm-hmm. there was this one short one where it was about this guy and his wife, right? And his wife was like uh, really high up at her job. And he was a bartender turned house husband. And the wife completely changed personalities whenever he gave her alcohol, right? And oh, I've heard it, of this. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. They're already together. So it's more of a relationship anime than it is a, a romance anime. If yeah, it wasn't a romance kind of thing. thing. Yeah. But it, what I'm saying is it depicted the relationship really nicely and wholesomely while not having any like relationship drama between them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that these like stories have to take, I think in order to do that, you have to rely on the, will they, won't they aspect a little bit less, but that's one of the ways that you could depict a relationship successfully. And I'm not going to find the name of this because bro, you mentioned it on a past episode that I was on. Like and got it for the listeners. I've not been on too many episodes. I've been maybe three. There we go. So go listen to that episode because Simon talked about it. He mentioned the name. He knew it. We talked about it for a little bit. Go find that show there. Did you say it was like a YouTube Uh, channel? I think. Was it? Yeah, it was like it was like a drunk or something like that. Or yeah, when when I'm drunk or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Go find that series and check that out. I still need to see it, but I've heard really good things about it. Mm. But for like the question, the like uh, what type of anime watcher or something like that. So for me, I'm very everywhere. It's just I need something to. I don't know what it is, but I need it to grip me, like something in the story. Love is like a character. cocktail. That's what it's called. Yeah, love is like a cocktail. But something, something out. has to grip me. Like I can't, like, like Sai, he can get the same story over and over. Me, if I get it too much, then I already know what's going to happen, and I get uninterested. So you gotta something in that story has to grip me. So like the character, the plot, the world, like something. And so it doesn't matter what genre it is, as long as I can get that that one thing to grip me into it. And so that's that's for me. Yeah, I I feel like I'm, <laughs> dude. I am the type of anime watcher who loves being immersed in the world of the show. Like I am very easily immersed in the world of the show. Like when I tell you I watched like one of the reasons why I love uh Your Line April is probably my favorite anime is because it was so easy for me to fall into that world and sort of like fall into like into the character of Kosei and like experience everything he was experiencing and just like relive sort of that trauma with him throughout the Mm. show and then experience that new trauma with him and it just gripped me and then just cry on my bed for three days like i I just i I love shows that can do that to me that like where i am most i immerse myself in the world and i either learn a bunch of new things and like grow to love the characters like i did with food wars or i just fall in love with the characters and i just am living on i'm living and dying on every single hill with them like uh like in your line april right so like it's it's really easy for me to get immersed in worlds is why i love one piece so much because it's so character driven as opposed to being plot driven and i i just i love all the characters man like i I love the new characters they bring in even when i know what role they're going to play from the moment that they're brought in i don't care i don't mind like when uh what is shorty in the dress social arc uh with the pink hair uh dude's daughter Oh, uh, not Vivi. Oh, my God. 
Oh shit! 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 I'm just waiting until One Piece is all done. That's a weird name. Forgot what it was. Oh shit! You're trying to under. She's one of the. She's a princess of the. Well, one of them of the. Yes. She is the princess. She is the dude who was turned into the toy soldier. She is his daughter, right? Yep. Is it Rebecca? Or is Rebecca her mom's name? No, Rebecca. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Rebecca. Okay, yeah. Uh, I I love I've seen I've seen by that point by the dress rose art I had seen Rebecca's character ten times already I still fell in love with that character I still fell in love with her father's character I still fell in love with her mother's character every single time One Piece gets me and they always put a slight spin on the way they tell pretty much the same story right mm-hmm. uh, like about ten different times it's, it's why I love Rebecca it's why I loved Vivi it's why I love like all the One Piece arcs. Because I get so immersed in the world and it feels like a completely different world every single time that they tell the same story with it. I'm so roped in. I'm living it down on every hill. It's a roller coaster every time. And mm-hmm. I just really fucking enjoy it. And sure. so that's probably the anime watcher that I am. Also, I just like I enjoy abuse. Like make me cry. I enjoy that. Yo, Bunny <laughs> girl said Bunny Girl said cry. July and April. Make make me cry. Make me really hey. feel something. Toradora, like just make me want that. Better, bro. Hey, not nah, nah, listen, bro. I enjoy the emotional abuse. I'm sorry. No, hey. And I feel similar. I just wouldn't have used those words. Hey, hey listen, listen. If, if y'all take this and clip this, that's fine. I, that's my fault. Listen, I'm not oh, taking man. back anything I said because I remember what the fuck I said. I enjoy the emotional abuse. <laughs> I enjoy you, the pain. I enjoy the abuse, hey, look. The emotional abuse that you receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a okay, word for <laughs> So there's things that'll grip you into an anime. Are there anything that'll take you out of animes? Because like for me, it's like like well, it's almost like a plot hole, but like logistically, things that don't make sense. So mm-hmm. when like a character does something that they they shouldn't have been able to do, or they haven't hinted towards at all, and just randomly they can do it. Like a uh, one one big thing is uh, with a chainsaw man, like a. Uh, I love this series, but like at the end, spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched it, the oh, main it. character does something, and me and Sai, me, Sai, and a hash have talked about it, but we he does did. something that to me just made completely no sense, and it kind of took, it just like took me out of the whole series, even though mm-hmm. I was loving it up to that point, and so I was wondering if there's anything that took you guys out of the out of a series, just or something that happens that just says, "All right, fucking, I'm done with this." I got one. I hate tropey characters. Specifically, Mm -hmm. there are a few tropes that will always piss me off. The idiot main character is one of them. It's not not something that will make me stop watching your show. Because if the rest of your characters are good, or maybe he plays off of them well, or he pisses them off in the right way, where they're funny, like Luffy is stupid, but he plays off the rest of the characters so well with his stupidity that it's kind of funny and it's a cute bit. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I hate that character because then you want to turn around and tell me that this character is a genius when it's convenient for the plot for him Mm -hmm. to be a genius. And that's annoying. I also don't like, um, for the most part, I don't like Sundari characters very much. 
Now, some of my favorite characters in anime happen to be Sundari characters. Yeah. I was about to say Rin fucks, <laughs> Yeah, I fucks with Rin. I fucks with uh, I fucks with Asuka heavy, and I fucks with uh, the girl in Toradora heavy as well. Yes. But yes, yes, for yes. the most part, when these characters are written, and their only thing, like their defining personality trait, is just that they are um, a Sundari character. It's just a cheap, it's a cheap stereotype for me. They all do the same thing. They all act the same way. It's a very limiting trope to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, like super tropey characters are something that will take me out really quickly. Yeah, I, I'd have to say like for my, I, I can agree with Simon. That is definitely one thing that will like take me out of a series is why, dude, I, I fall in and out of Seven Deadly Sins because a lot of those characters are just like super done already. And a lot of like the conflicts in the story are super done already in various forms. Uh, something that'll really take me out of and and this is super specific to me, I think, because I am someone who loves sports anime, right? So mm-hmm. like I'll watch uh, uh, Kuroko no Basketball all the time. In fact, I just watched the movie uh, Last Game uh, just two days ago for the first time. Uh, I'll watch uh, I Hear No Sora. I'll watch Haikyuu. I'll watch. So one of the things that will take me out of a show, especially one like that, is when there is because obviously, like you know, they can't go all the way through just like uh, the motions and the mechanics of a game at full speed. They can do it for spurts, but at some point they have to stop and like kind of explain because you got to remember they're talking to like uh, young kids and young boys and shit who may not even really know the basics of the game, and mm. they're explaining a lot of those when something either happens in the show that both kind of just defies the mechanics of the confines that you're supposed to be within that isn't just like so over the top anime where i I can you know (laughs) i can give it some leeway or i'm like okay this is an anime i have to remember that uh just something that happens that's really stupid that mechanically doesn't make any sense or when there is the supreme over analysis of something in the middle of some action whether it be a fight scene, whether it be a sports Hello? anime that I'm watching. Uh, yo, you here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had missed you for a second, my bad. Oh, oh okay. he was good, he was good though. <laughs> okay, I, I was about to say, because I didn't know if I cut out. Um, but yeah, just like over analysis that really cuts into like a really intense action sequence. Um, like some things that just like, kind of like Hungry said, that just mechanically don't make sense, whether it be within the plot, whether it be within the action itself of a certain series. I like exactly what you're talking I, about. I, I love basketball anime so much. Uh, one of the reasons why I cannot go back and rewatch Slam Dunk, even as great as it is, is because the pauses that they would take in between action sequences to stop and explain what was going on, uh, both in a basketball sense and of a sense like Back. within the show, and like give you an understanding of how the characters are feeling they in do that, that moment. They do that in the uh, fighting, fighting animes too. Yes, yes, yes. I was getting right back. I haven't gotten the Hajime no Ippo yet, but I know I know it's like that in Hajime no Ippo. Roby fam, when you were describing it, I was literally thinking to ask, like, yo, are you talking about sports anime? And then you went and said it, I was like, oh, man. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's specific do, to me because I love sports anime because I love sports. And so, like, watching them depicted in one of my favorite, like, you know, uh, entertainment uh, platforms or uh, mediums, I guess, uh, is really cool to me. Like, I, it's why I love Haikyuu so much for being the best sports anime ever. 
and just like generally being a great anime. Like I think when Haikyuu finally finishes, it's gonna go down as probably one of the twenty greatest anime ever. Like I think it's that incredible of a show. Because like I think the characters are developed that well. The plot flows that well. The relationship like uh the, the relationship between characters is so incredible. Right? And like the themes that it plays on, everything about Haikyuu is just like amazing to me. Um, none of the uh, action sequences seem forced. None of the analysis seems unnecessary. Uh, it it's just like IQ from C, uh, from episode I'd say fifteen on through like the current of the series, like through the end of season four. Perfect. It's a perfect show, and a lot of sports anime don't do it that well. That's why it stands out so much, and that's one mm. of my pet peeves. That's something mm. that'll take me out of the show. Me personally, well, I see a lot in fighting. <laughs> yeah, I've it's been a while since I've actually just stopped watching something, but I think Isekai's have started to give me that kind of feeling. Mm. Like, um, after watching uh, Jabba's Reincarnation and what's it called, the uh, the world's greatest assassin is reincarnated into mm-hmm. like a noble or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm starting to appreciate more the growth, but not yes. uh, well. You know the the uh, the assassin one. He kind of gets to pick his powers and stuff, but he still has to grow and and learn how to use them. And you know, just I won't say struggle because I haven't seen him struggle yet because I haven't gone to that point. But he has to go through things. You know, I kind of like that. I'm sick and tired of oh this. So I'm kind of tired of the shonen plot where like oh so this person pops up here, underrated, um, just like. Everybody hates him or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, but he's super freaking powerful. Like, it, it gets boring, man. It really mm-hmm. gets boring. So, Damn, like, shit on Shield Hero then. Go ahead. Well, well, Shield Hero is kind of well, different because he struggled. You can't say that. Yeah, yeah he, he had to go through shit to be able to get to where he's at. That's different. That, that's that's another good Isekai right there. But so, uh, which one is very crazy just... um. Like, well, I would say cautious. Yeah, I'm gonna just save like, you right now. Don't stop watching the assassin. <laughs> it's, really? it's, oh, it seems like he's getting to the man. point where he like doesn't struggle just because he's so OP. I love that. Yeah, good. Okay. <sighs> Give me more. But but I, I I get what I get what Elliot's saying. Like watching Jobless Reincarnation, watching <laughs> like Isekai's like uh, like Ray Zero. Like no, like you mm-hmm. can't just like put together an Isekai like with no real depth and it's just like power scaling over and over. For like you know, two to three episodes at a time, uh, twelve episodes, maybe twenty-four if you get to the next season. Like you've got to actually give it some depth. You've got to give some of these characters some meaning. Uh, unless you're like me, you just enjoy trashy isekai, and I'm just gonna. I can't wait for it if we're ever gonna get. We're probably not the next season of Eight Son. I'm gonna watch it still. I don't care. I, I don't care that, that Eight Son. He still, he still has to like figure yeah, out. The that, there's some progression with his character within that show. Like like that's, but that's. On the top of the trashy, right? Because it's still sort of mm. in that same mold of like, now he, he's pretty OP from the beginning, <laughs> and and none of these things really have any consequence uh, on his life yeah. for the most part that happened in the plot. So for him, it's more he has to figure out the world that he lives in. Like he's OP, but yeah. he, he doesn't know the world he lives in. It's because right, he's been stuck in that uh, well, in his uh, land so long. So he's trying to figure out different ways to use his OPness. Well, he doesn't even use it correctly, in my opinion. If you're gonna be OP, be OP. No, you're not. Sure no, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he uses his powers to kind of figure out how to maneuver through the world, which I kind of like. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, but, I guess like me throwing shield here onto that was kind of me shoehorning it, so I'm not going to do that because he definitely did struggle, even if a lot of those were like struggles of his own making. But yeah, he definitely struggled to get to the point where he was at the end of the first season. Let's talk about a story that we recently enjoyed that I think uh, we've been not we'll say we've been holding back on it, but we've actually just finished currently. What do you guys think about Arcane? <gasps> Chef's kiss, bro. It's- Fucking amazing. Oh, man. This is how you write characters, right? Oh, damn. Well, shit. This is how you write characters. Like, such a I show, see man. the motivation for each character. I see why they do what they do. I can relate to each and every single one, even the villains I can relate to. Yeah. Like, it's just compelling all around. Like, this is how you write. Like, I don't understand how people don't understand this. Like, this is how you write. I'm tired of these characters that come in. And they're just one thing. Like you can see the emotions in every single one of these characters. They're flawed. They're not yeah. perfect. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, How do you guys like, about even, that? even with the villain, like you mentioned, Silk. Like even with Silco, right? Right. And like mm-hmm. you know how things sort to unfold for him at the end of the series. I'm not gonna. Hey, so are we doing spoilers? This enough? No, we. I think we can get in it, man. Like it. Fam, I'm that's... down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like what a week, two weeks at yeah. this point. If I finished it, yeah, if I finished it, y'all should have been able to finish it by now because I'm very slow with shit. (laughs) I binge really fast, but I get the shit really slow. So by the end of the season, right, and again, I I can't agree enough with what Hungry said. This show was for someone who has never played League of Legends, right? So I don't know any of these characters. This is my first introduction to any of them, to any of this world, any of this lore, right? Mm -hmm. And this shit was so scintillating from like episode from the middle of episode two maybe even like the end of episode one on dude i was i was on my heels the entire time i loved it so much like like you said even like the villains were incredibly interesting they were complex they were like their motivations were both like pretty plain for you to see but also never like overpowered them to kind of like make them pretty much just like a projection of what their motivations were and they were so single-minded that they couldn't have other interests they couldn't show other sides of themselves like soko for him being like a completely evil dickhead and a bastard he was raising this man still had compassion that's the crazy yeah and and he loved her like he like he loved jinx was his own daughter when she was raised by a man that he had despised for years up to that point when he finally uh, killed Bander, right? Right. So, yeah. like, there are so many there. There's so many faces to every character that we saw. There's still so much to build on from what we saw in this season, both from the, the characters, characters and in too. the world, right? Like, the world is so much larger than what we mm-hmm. saw, uh, what we saw in Piltover. Like, I'm so excited for season two. There's so much more for us to see still. Sorry, like. Even the side characters still had some complexity to them. Yeah, uh, it was like, uh, who was it? The I came on the short little, little short nigga. Harmadinger. Uh, yeah, that's his name. Harmadinger. Oh he, yeah, there's definitely more to get into there. Facts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the mad scientist with the who got his face burnt off, and now wears a shawl. He has his backstory. Like oh, like everybody. Uh, the one that, the the one one that took care of Victor like, when he was young. Yeah. The only yeah, person that I didn't guy. like was uh, the Asian Asian dude with the golden jaw, but he's dead. So, <laughs> like yep. that was probably the the weakest thing. And that's 
that's a small thing of the, like the whole like oh. And beautiful. even then, like with his character, as much as like he was pretty outright a dickhead, like you <laughs> saw, like you saw, you saw the growth in his character from like being a hotshot who was ready to go down into the fucking undercity and shoot up everybody and treat everybody like fucking cockroaches. Everybody like you're all just ants beneath my boot. None of you are worth my time. You're not worth the breath that I breathe. And you saw him progress from that. To a character who had one, he had a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And that really showed us one of his other faces. Where yo, this is somebody who is now an adult who has to actually do what the lady, uh, his his senior, who eventually uh, got killed, was trying mm-hmm. to teach him. Like yo, you got to weigh the consequences of your actions because the shit that you do does not just affect yourself; it's gonna there affect everybody around you, especially the people that you love. And you, when you saw that get held over him, you saw him start to regret some of the shit that he was doing. You saw, like, we saw him uh, have the uh, the sort of, well, I don't know what you call it, like, I guess a vision of something that he could have done where he could have, like, run, did, like, a, a sort of a kamikaze maneuver and killed himself mm-hmm. and took out Soko right. at the same time. And he thought about it. Like, you could tell. Mm-hmm. He really considered doing it. And he just made a choice where he was like, Yo, I, I've got to either do what's best for the world, or I've got to do what's best for me and mine. And he chose to do what's best for his daughter, but even that is so much growth from where he was when we first saw him in the story. That even for a side character, like you said, we both consider pretty annoying and like Laddie's dead. There's there's so much growth there. There's so much potential for like the rest of the characters now that he's kind of out of the way. And yeah, and like, like so cool too, like. Now there's a void. Who's the next big man? Right? Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then I, the I music, the art style, like everything. Art style great. Dude, the art, the mix of 3D with 2D. Whenever you say mm-hmm. fires or like the smoke and all that, oh my God. Yeah. It's so fucking I, like, beautiful, I told, I told dude. Ellie when, when we kind of hit like before off, uh, I was like, mm-hmm. it's like a moving, uh, moving, uh, moving painting. I yeah. I love it. Dude. Let's go, bro. I, I wish you guys had some experience with like League of Legends and seeing all the characters. Yeah, that, after um, this, I'm probably to gonna play developed. it, dude. Yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a minute. This is why. This is why I don't can read the bio. You can read the bio of all the characters. Bro, let me tell you something about League players. Every time I talk to a League player, they're like. Yeah, man. You know, I play league. I play that shit. You know, twenty hours a week. You feel me? Never do uh, this. Don't be yeah. like me. Every time, bro. <laughs> never start. Dude, never start. If you value your mental health and your life, and you want to succeed in life, don't fucking play League of Legends, man. I'm yeah, telling right. you, that shit. And it's crazy. Drain. That shit will change you, man. It'll fuck up your bro. DNA. <laughs> on a gaming yeah, podcast, yeah. on a gaming podcast, I want to talk about Riot and how they're so dope. Because Riot's making right. a fighting game, and y'all know I love fighting games. If y'all have ever listened to any of the gaming podcasts, so yeah. I've been learning a little bit more about Riot, right? And everything I've learned, mm-hmm. other than some things that went down a little while back that we want to talk about, has been super dope. And yeah. so I, we're definitely going to talk about that on a different podcast, but. Don't play League of Legends, bro. Don't play. Don't, there's don't, more to life. Protect, there's more to life. Yeah, there's more to life, man. Wait, like well, you can play. Well, you can play anything League of Legends related. That's like a spinoff. So, like for example, there's like this version that's called uh, Aram, which is basically like uh, you. They give you a random champion, and um, you basically fight like in one lane, and it's just five on five. Just 
fight. It's kind of fun. Uh, and uh, there's a different other spinoff games, TFT, the card game. Uh, they added like two or three more games out, the Ruined King, that has some story of other characters. It seems pretty nice. It's I think it's uh, it's not canon, but it's still pretty cool. Um, I'll just jump on when they make like a 1v1 beat-em-up game. That's what I'll do. Oh, there it is. There you go. The one that and Project L drops. Oh, they got an MMO coming out as well, which is going to be mm-hmm. it's probably going to be more in-depth in the story of what goes on in Rotero. You know, there's a lot of things, but do not play the Rift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Game game game, game, man. <laughs> great game, great concept, but nah, man. Wait, but if it's such yourself. a great game, then like, like is it no. one of these battle royale types? Where... Dude, no, it's it's just a thing. No. From a guy that has played for more than like five, six years, seven years, the stress of you going into a match and being grouped up with a bunch of fucking idiots it's enough to just say it's to, just to end it all i'm sorry okay yeah that's so it's, 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 it's one of these battle royales where you talk constantly dude if i'm going if i'm going dude if i'm going yeah, to do it on toxic, halo bro. oh no man it's really toxic it's really toxic oh no and if you're you bad that? right they will they will let you know yeah. Right. It's it. See, it's a game that's a game fueled by uh, hatred, bro. It's like Guilty yeah, Gear. It, Every it, time I talk to people about Guilty Gear, I'm like, yo, this is a game fueled by yeah. hatred. And I assume is League a, is a game fueled by more hatred. Yeah, it's it's not a beginner yeah. friendly game. That's all I can say. As much as they tried to do it <laughs> with the tutorial and all that stuff, it's not a beginner friendly game, man. Because you can you can start leveling up to get a level. Uh, one, I think you can get to rank like a 15, but you can start yeah. playing the game like this basic star whatever. People is going to be toxic. There's way too many Smurf accounts that they do that on purpose just to shit on small people and new people that are coming into the game. It's not fun, dude. It's not really fun. Toxic. Oh, well, this, bro, this is this is okay. See, this is why they need more niggas like me playing these games. Because I'll just like cuss them right back out and tell them about the basement living asses. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're making yourself be part of the problem. Can't be toxic, listen, listen, toxic. Yeah, listen, <laughs> talking about these motherfuckers hey. definitely makes me feel better. Uh, listen, what are they gonna do? Call me a nick? Like, come on, man. <laughs> fire with fire. I'm 27 hey, years old. Hey, I know, but I'm telling you, man, it gets to you. Bro. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, different. I mean, bro. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna take y'all advice, and I'm disappointed, but I but I will take your advice. I, although <laughs> I will say, I am gonna yeah. be doing like the. <laughs> the fucking training for Apex yeah. pretty soon. I'm gonna start trying that. Right. One of my friends is trying to get me into Apex, mm-hmm. so I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how similar that's gonna be. But yeah, dude, I'm telling yeah. you, man, it is. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely I'm, gonna I'm, get I'm, I'm getting, now, I'm bro. getting Vietnam flashbacks right now, man. But dude, Ar- saw... yeah, Arcane is great. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Project L uh, announcement. I said, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely watching Arcane now. It's going down. Yeah. I have to. Oh. I have to. Mm-hmm. For real, and they announced season two of Arcane, so get ready for that. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, they announced it immediately, and they, yeah, that makes me happy because uh, I think Sauce, which was uh, is our president at the moment, uh, yeah. we were kind of worried, like, damn, like we might not maybe get a season two. Like, is it just going to be this and that's it, and then we're just going to go we'll have to wait for whatever comes out next? Oh, this is perfect because we get the story of Noxus, dude, and we're probably going to get another time skip right now. There's going to be so many dope things. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't. Yeah, wait. like Arcane, it, it really gave me the same, especially like from the hype that, that it's been getting around release all the mm-hmm. way through to like the immediate renewal. Like once people started finishing up the first season, it's really kind of like in that class with like Invincible for me, where like, okay, no, this is too fucking good for us to not get more of this. And we're going to yeah. get it very, very, very soon because people are going to be very, like, I'm already ready for Invincible season two, the same way I'm already ready for it. 
Arcane season two. Like right. both of those shows are incredible. Both of them were very well done. Both of them adapted the source material really fucking well. And um, I'm I'm just ready for more. And I feel like the Gen Pop is ready for more. And studio saw that shit got greenlit real fast. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Here. And honestly, don't you just love it when it works out that way instead of them like canceling <laughs> one of your favorite fucking anime after the first. I'm coming. Sorry. Okay. Look, man, so, don't we, get me started on no game no life. We'll go for another hour. Yeah, we definitely do. We're, we have a bunch of ideas of like themed episodes, so we're going to do that as well at one point. Hold us to that, listeners. You know, hit us up if we don't make good on our promise at one point. But yeah, I think honestly that's a good place to stop here. Uh, thank you guys so much, uh, Roby's Hash, who's not here anymore, Hungry, and Ellie for coming on and talking with me. Yes, uh, sir. Appreciate y'all. And for sure, yeah, for sure. uh, we're out. Uh, next podcast will probably be gaming, and we're gonna talk more riot stuff. There's actually a, a bunch of gaming stuff out right now. So Ain't no. Be on the lookout mm. for that. Yeah. BDSP. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get back into that right now. yeah. Here's a, I wrote an outline. Here's a little sneak peek of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Riot. We're going to talk about Battlefield. We're going to talk about Halo, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and the KOF 15, know, the KOF 15 beta, uh, to name a few things. There's probably more that I'm missing. Oh, yeah. Um, talk about the, what is it, Final Fantasy Endwalkers, I think it was. Yeah. Endwalker. And then, oh, dude, that Xbox is based as hell. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But anyway, we got to get out of here. I'll talk to y'all. Much love. Peace.